Hello, and welcome to The Prepared Parent, a podcast that is aiming to help you understand your child through science and the Montessori method. Today, we're going to be talking about parenting mindset. First and foremost, I want to address cultural narrative for parents. And I want to address the historical setting for this. In Victorian times, where most of our parenting attitudes come from, where most of a lot of things in our society remain from is from Victorian eras. But parenting advice specifically was, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child. Children are meant to be seen and not heard. You can spoil your baby if you pick them up too much. It was this very, very strict mindset where parents were meant to lay down the law. If we're talking about parenting styles, it was a very authoritarian parenting style. It was about unquestioning obedience. It was about controlling your child. You know, you were seen as a good parent if you were able to control your child at all times. And it was very punitive. Uh, And a lot of that mindset has carried through to today. I think mostly we're more relaxed than that today. We often hear, you know, you can't spoil a baby by holding them. As a society, we have tried a lot harder to understand our children. But it is still in our subconscious cultural narrative. When I look up articles on how to care for my child, I say, you know, how do I get my baby to sleep through the night? I am told, your child should be able to sleep through the night at six months old. And if they're not doing that yet, it isn't that they're actually hungry. It's just that they're used to falling asleep eating and they're controlling the situation. And if you just pull them off cold turkey or wean them off slowly or whatever, they'll get used to it and be fine. Now, having had a child of my own, I can tell you, yes, some children are capable of sleeping through six six months of age, but my kid didn't stop nursing at night until 18 months old. And that's developmentally appropriate. Children have very small stomachs, and they do need to eat at night, especially if they're still nursing. So... We do still have this cultural narrative that is sometimes misaligned with developmental realities. And it's really not fair to the parent or to the child because it sets unrealistic expectations for both. A parent might feel like a failure if they can't get their child to do what they're supposed to be doing. Even if that's not developmentally appropriate, the parent might not know since the cultural narrative insists it is. And it's not fair to the child. A child should not have to be hungry at night. He needs sustenance. And it isn't only with sleeping. I'll have a whole podcast on sleeping at some point. That's a soapbox for another day. But it's it's many other things. Um, it is... I read an article once. My two-year-old is a picky eater. Now, in reality, this is very common for two-year-olds to become picky. And there are some theories to this, you know, one theory is that young children are picky because 
they don't want to get poisoned, so they only want to eat safe foods. Um, I don't know if this is, you know, true. It is just a theory, but it is an interesting one. However, it is very normal for young toddlers to be picky eaters. Ask any parent with a two-year-old or a three-year-old at home. And what was interesting to me is when I looked up, you know, what are some approaches I can take to help my child with this? What I found instead were articles insisting that my child isn't actually a picky eater. They're just trying to control the situation. What they put in their mouth is one of the few things they can control, and they just want to eat whatever they want to eat, and they're just trying to control the situation. Now, to the credit, these articles often said, let your child choose this. It is a small thing. But it's also not a true thing. Your child is not trying to control the situation. Your child is not trying to manipulate you. Your child's just legitimately a picky eater. As a former picky eater myself, I can assure you, they just don't like the food. And it's okay that they don't like the food. It is something they will grow out of if you handle it appropriately. But what is a real disservice to us as parents and our children and society at large is when we misunderstand our children in this way, we set up false expectations, but we also offer the wrong solutions. The, I can tell you that the best way to handle a picky eater is to just put it on their plate and if and and you know ask them to lick it or smell it or touch it and leave it at that. And as long as they're getting little tastes over time, they will get used to it and they will eat it. You know, research has shown that you need to show a vegetable or food to a child, I think 100 times prepared in the same way before they're comfortable enough to eat it. And what I see is a lot of parents instead trying to pressure their kids into eating foods. They, you know, you can't leave the table till you've eaten it. Um, I know you like this, you liked it yesterday, you have to eat it right now. And we become very controlling as parents. And this controlling thing comes from the Victorian mindset. It is a fear mindset. It is a fear that if we don't lay down the law and are capable of controlling our children at all times, they will control us instead. And while it's true that a permissive parent, that might happen too, you know, they might bribe their children to get them to obey, they might fail to sufficiently hold their ground and set boundaries. By and large, this is not a parenting style I see every day, and it is not one that is in part of the cultural narrative that is part of the cultural narrative. So we have this fear-based mindset in our modern day. No, our child will control us if we don't constantly control them. This does nothing but serve to stress the parent and child. It creates a war between the parent and child, a constant power struggle. In reality, we need to remember that our children are not capable of manipulating us until, I think, sometime age, the ages of four and six. And even then, we need to remember that children don't want to manipulate us. Let's talk about Montessori for a minute. Now, Maria Montessori has some quotes here for us. She talks about how the child sees, this is not a direct quote, she sees 
the child sees the parent as God. The child loves the parent so deeply and profoundly. All the child wants to do is obey. So why does your child disobey? Well, first of all, you could be misunderstanding their needs. For example, Maria Montessori talks about one child who came into a classroom and saw sand scattered all over the floor. The mother observed the child was seeing the sand, and so the mother swept the sand up, to which the child cried and protested and immediately threw the sand on the floor again. The mother interpreted this as disobedience and capriciousness and a naughty child. However, young toddlers have a need for order. They believe that this order young children have a need for order and so the child was not being naughty but rather trying to put things in its natural place in a way that the child could understand it so when we look at our children and they're having a hard time again cultural narrative is often my child is giving me a hard time please Let's work on our mindset. Let's think about my child is having a hard time, not giving me a hard time. And we need to look at what is happening and we need to be observers. What need is the child trying to fulfill that isn't getting met? Your children are developing into the adults they will be. The child is the father of the man. That is a direct quote from Montessori. It means that your child is a fully formed human being, human person. And as a young child, she calls them spiritual embryos. Essentially, your child is working on developing themselves into the adult they are meant to be. On the one hand, I would like to impress upon you how important your role as a parent is to a child. You are forming them and building them day by day. But we don't do this by controlling them, by oppressing them, and by changing them. Their personality is there. Their wants and needs and desires are there. We build our children by observing those needs and meeting them. We build our children by guiding them towards the things they want to learn and helping them succeed on their own. Famous Montessori quote is, help me to do it myself. Your child wants to grow into who they want to be. And it is your job as a parent to step back and observe their needs and wants and step in and help them learn to do it on their own. Not to do it for them, as so many parents do these days, and not to ignore them, as unfortunately happens in some homes. So again, I really want to impress upon you, your role as a parent in your child's life is immeasurable and irreplaceable. I really hope you continue listening to this podcast and learning more about the developmental needs of your child. I will be addressing them one at a time throughout the lifespan, childhood through adulthood. And special topics too, like sleeping and potty training. 
So most of all, I want you to remember that your child loves you more than anything and desires to obey you and help you more than anything. Children are contributing members of society. Watch the delight you give your child if you ask them to set the table or sweep the floor. They are so happy to help and become a part of the community around them, to become competent and capable individuals. So next time you think about telling your child, no, don't do that, I want you to think instead. No, you can't set knives on the table. Knives are dangerous. But you may set these forks on the table. Or, I want you to think before you tell your child no. Gee, no, you can't climb into the box right now. And then you might think that to yourself. And then you might phrase it as, yes, you can climb into the box later today. As much as possible, I want you to think about ways you can say yes to your child. So, yes, but you can do it later. Yes, but you can do it this way. Or, no, but here's something you can do instead that will help you meet your need. So, to conclude, please remember your job as a parent is irreplaceable. You are building your child every day. Instead of telling your child, no, I'm too busy, I need to clean the house, I need to do my work, I'm trying to sleep. Remember that this moment in your child's development is short and fleeting and critical to who they are going to become. And do your best to remember that and meet those needs instead. The housework can wait another hour. Let me help you learn to tie your shoes. Let me help you to do it yourself. Let me observe your needs when you are having a hard time and try to meet them. Let me take deep breaths so that I keep my sanity. Let me remember that you are not trying to manipulate me, but you are trying to have a need met. Let me remember that as a young child, you are living in an adult's world where most of the adults in your life are trying to get you to conform to an adult reality, which is developmentally inappropriate as an adult is already developed and has different needs than a child who is developing themselves. I hope that this podcast today was helpful to you in any way. Please leave comments in for future topics I can cover and for ways I can improve. I am new at this since obviously this is the first one. And I hope you join me again so that I can impart to you the things I have researched and help you become the parent you want to be and help you help your child become happy and peaceful and easy to work with. We don't need to make parenting harder than it is by misunderstanding our children. Thank you and see you next time.